Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name's Barbara P and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, October 4th, and today we're reading from the big book. We are at page 157, and that is the paragraph beginning and ending with, I drink like that, and it'll just be one page. Today's readers are Judith S.P., Chris G., Vanessa G., uh, the reference numbers for the pre, oh, and our 12 steps, Penny C., and our 12 traditions, Sonia S. On our, let's see, yesterday's reference numbers, the Tuesday 10-3 meeting, 7 a.m. was 20696. The 10 a.m., so that was the 7 a.m., the 10 a.m. is 20697. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Penny C. to step up and read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Penny C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from the Boston area. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all people we had, we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, seeking only to, and to, and to follow these principles in all our affairs. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, 
We try to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you so much, Penny C. That was our 12 steps. And now for our 12 traditions. Sonia S., would you please speak down? Hi, this is Sonia S., Grateful Recovering Compulsive Overeater from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop drinking. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest money, problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never to be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks very much, Sonia S. How our meeting works. So our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big books of a big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 157. It's the fourth paragraph beginning with for an hour, and ending with, I drink like that. Um, uh, let's see. So I will ask Judith S.P. to get us started on that paragraph. Good morning, Barbara. Thank you for your service. And thank you, everyone, for being here. And most important, 
thank you, God, for giving me this opportunity. My name is Judith S.P. from Maryland, greatly recovered as I start this day with the support and love of my higher power. For an hour, the two friends told him about their drinking experiences. Over and over, he would say, that's me, that's me. I drink like that. When I, uh, what's the matter? I'm sorry, we lost you for a moment there, or I did, yes. Okay, thank you. Go right ahead. When I checked in on the meeting today, my heart started filling up as I kept hearing fellows introduce themselves, say good morning, and appreciate service. Um, And that's what I feel, such a connection. And this small paragraph is so gentle and loving and clear to me. For an hour, giving of my time, the two friends, connection, 180 degrees from addiction for me. And the two friends told their new uh, suffering person about their drinking experiences. I share who I am, where I've been, what has happened, and what's currently my past. Over and over, he would say, that's me, that's me, I drink like that. And when I came into the rooms of OA, as I've heard many say, I came home. I came to a place where I could just breathe easy, listen, and follow direction from a loving, higher power through the fellowship, through the creation and dispension of the 12 steps and my spiritual awakening came to be and every day I work to keep connected, to give of my time and to share with others so that I can say, that's me and we together will continue to recover. And with that I pass and I look forward to hearing shares from others. Thank you so much. Ah, Thank you so much, Judith. So we'll we'll now go to sharing. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience as well. And we'll be sharing until 7.55. So who would like to share on today's paragraph? I'll take a list of names and then we'll we'll proceed. Rick J. Rick. Rick, I've got you, Loretta. Did I hear Joanne? Harlan G. Harland. Reva P. I've got Rick, Reva. I've got Rick, Wanda Loretta, Hall. Harland, and Reva. Wanda. Wanda. But I know I missed somebody in the front end. Okay, so far I've got Rick. If you haven't heard your name, let, let me know if you want to share. Rick, Loretta, Harland, Reva, Wanda. Anyone else in our first group? Okay, let's get rolling then. We'll start there. 
uh, and I'll be timing. So, Rick, go ahead. You'll be followed by Loretta H. Uh, good morning, everybody, and thanks so much for your service. This is Rick J. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in North Carolina. And what really jumped out to me, you know, was the two friends. And, you know, here are these two, these two friends that were brought together through, you know, their own relatability with each other and that connection they have. And they right over to uh, to Bill Dobson and, uh, you know, and just that, that amazing connection that we have when someone knows you and they understand you and they accept you and love you for just who you are. And uh, I just know that that's been one of the greatest gifts of my life is to have that connection with people and know that I belong, know that I'm understood and I can share that with others. And just open the door, you know, of friendship with others. And as we know, not everybody can stay here. And I've certainly had my own turbulence, you know, going through my journey, you know, of abstinence. But, you know, everybody's always been there for me, no matter what. They've always been there and they've opened their hearts to me and they've been there. They told me the truth, even when I didn't want to hear it sometimes, you know, and that's the greatest gift of all. Anyway, I just wanted to Come on and claim my seat and tell everybody I love you and I'm glad I'm here. And with that, I pass. Oh, thanks so much, Rick J. So Loretta H. And you'll be followed by Harlan G. Loretta H. Star One. Thank you, Barb, and thank you all who are saving my life today. This is Loretta H. in North Carolina also. Oh, my God. Um, The two friends. I came into the rooms in 2001, and um, I have so many friends because of this program, but the identity into this program was why I'm here. Yesterday, I celebrated 45 years of not taking a drink. I never identified into this book until I surrendered to God for my eating disorder. And um, it's been about half that time, but that's me, that's me, that's me. And my first sponsor, who now has, I think, 49 to 50 years in this program was the angel that appeared um, that morning in Central Park. And um, I have learned so much from this program because I identify in so much with Bill and Bob and the shenanigans, the schemes, everything with my eating disorder, much more than my other disorder. I am a true compulsive overeater. Every time I read more about alcoholism, I identify in that's me, that's me, that's me. And I'm just so grateful because, um, you know, I have recovered in both programs now, but this was the one that actually just took me down to being Bill and jumping out my window with the sash. And today I don't use food or alcohol to solve any of my problems. And I just 
appreciate always taught me so much. First of all, on 58, it says he, uh, when he found himself, he found God. And not only did I find God, but I learned how to eat. Can you imagine a 76-year-old woman who finally learned how to eat? And, you know, that was not my solution today. But I don't do the escapades and the behaviors that I did in the disease with food. And I am so grateful because um, all of you have helped me with this. And I really, really do. God bless you. And thank you, God, for saving my life. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Loretta H. from North Carolina. Harlan G., and you'll be followed by Reva. Thank you very much, Barbara. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. Why is this so important? Why is this Bill Dotson so key that we're going to recount this? Well, the reason that it's so key is because Bill Dotson is going to prove to Bill and Bob that what happened to Bob was not a fluke, that this method of recovery could work. Let's take a look at some things here that relate to this paragraph that says, for an hour, the two friends. Let's take a look in the doctor's opinion, and it says, Dr. Silkworth tells us that in order for the message to be carried, it must have depth and weight. What does that mean? It must be transmitted by somebody who speaks and understands the language of the heart. And the language of the heart is only speakable or understandable by us. We who have suffered the, the disgrace, the pitiful and incomprehensible demoralization of this disease, and those who in the same body, the same soul, have recovered now are experts in the language of the heart. So Bill Dotson is not just getting information. Yes, they're telling him about the allergy, and we're going to read about that tomorrow. And what we're going to hear is we're going to hear them giving him some information, the first rate. But what is he really, really into? He's into identification. Let's take a look at page 124. And it says on page 124, it says, cling to the thought that in God's hands, the dark past is the greatest possession you have, the key to life and happiness for others. With it, you can avert death and misery for them. How do you do that? You do that by relating your story to the still suffering. And it is through that identification that, as Clancy Emerson teaches us, one alcoholic talks to another alcoholic, about their situation, and the second alcoholic starts to identify and begins to take action after action after action after action that he does not yet even believe in, this is the moment when recovery is taking place. We start taking those actions because we, at some level of our soul, believe that if it worked for them after what they have told me, then maybe, just maybe, it can work for me. And this is the moment when Bill Dotson is going to realize that these two men, 
that have been that have been coming to see him in the hospital, they are alcoholics just like him. That the, his feeling of hopelessness and difference is no different in him than it was or is in them. And if they can recover, Bill and Bob, then maybe Bill Dotson can recover too. And it is in Bill Dotson's recovery that we truly have the Fine. beginning of the fellowship. And with that, I will pass. Thanks, Barb, for your service. Oh, thanks so much, Harlan. Reva P., you are up, and you'll be followed by Wanda R. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. I'm relating so much to these couple of paragraphs, um, and what's striking me in this one is their drinking experience. They didn't start off with the God stuff. They started off with their experience um, and this whole concept of identifying in. And it's such a remember when to my first meeting, when it was a speaker meeting and the person spoke for an hour. And it was the first time I had heard anybody say that they did what I had done. Um, they thought like I thought, they felt like I felt, and they were standing there beautiful and like you'd never know they were a compulsive overeater based on how they looked um and that drew me in um and you know this identification concept doesn't just apply to when i was a newcomer every time i quote work with others every time i share a step 10 every time i have a, a talk with another fellow i am so grateful that People share their experience. Um, you know, I've done this too. I've grappled with this too. I get resentful too. I get fearful too. Like I'm not alone, not just with the food stuff, but you know, I drink like that. I think like that. I feel like that. And this whole um, business of somebody who has been there um, and is not doing it now, um, it's so different than when I was in a treatment center and these professionals were telling me how to, you know, manage my eating disorder. Um, so I'm so grateful for that. Um, and this business of two friends, you know, how we're bound by this common problem and more so by the common solution. Um, so over and over on this line, in my, you know, one-on-one -on -one interactions, people put into words what goes on in my head. And it is so... Um, liberating to hear that I'm not the only one and not just that I'm not the only one, but there is a way out and they go on to outline, you know, after the identification, after outlining the problem and creating this like crisis of a problem, then we are bound by that common solution, which they then outline with this guy. Um, and uh, yeah, with that, I pass. Ah, thank you, Reva P. And we will have, uh, next up is Wanda R. Wanda, just before you start, let me remind everybody that we are on paragraph four on page 157, beginning with for an hour and ending with I drink like that. So Wanda, go right ahead and then we'll take a new list of names. Good morning, everybody. Hi, hi, hi. I hope everybody has a wonderful day. And it is now uh, it's uh, time to, uh, you know, enjoy the, mom the moment in the morning and 
uh, that is my goal today is to enjoy everything, everything I do, everything I say, everything I hear, everything I feel. And I feel so much love for all of you. So I'm enjoying that too. And um, I had a horrible eating disorder that crippled me. And um, I got legs. I got new legs. I got um, a new body. I got a new mind. I got a new um, renewed And um, I'm happy. And um, I just know that uh, it's possible for all. Keep at it. Keep enjoying as much as you can all the legal, moral, and you know how the how they say, uh, you know, no nothing illegal, immoral, or fattening. <laughs> I I guess uh, you know it's important to uh, express yourself. Anything you can talk about. You don't have to eat over. Last night, I had a heart-to-heart with my beloved husband, and I resolved. Uh, I said, walked into the room. I said, look, we don't want the sun to go down on our anger. He said, I'm not angry. I said, I have a problem, and I would appreciate more appreciation. And he said, okay, and thank you for telling me. And it was an exchange that will work. So, um, Harlan, it's great to hear you. I remember your very, one of your very first meetings and seeing you and hearing you and, you know, in the flesh. And now we have the phone and we have two ears and a mouth and you're, uh, a wonderful spokesman, and you know, God bless you. So, um, I don't know all of you. I wish I did, uh, you know, but um, I know someone in another program that says I have to learn everyone's name and then I can quit. So, that'll be a big task, and I have no intention of learning at all. <laughs> I have a lot to learn. I appreciate you. God bless. Thanks much, Wanda R. So we will now take another list of names. Just a reminder, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So who else would like to share on this paragraph? Jim Kristen R. Jim Jim A. Kristen, there was somebody up front. Who was that? Morgan Morgan K. Gotcha, Morgan K. So I've got Nancy Morgan P. K., Jim A., Kristen, Nancy P. Chris G. Chris G. Who else? We've got room. Rocky. Oh. Sorry, was it Rocky? Rachel P. Okay, we'll put Rocky, I'll put Rachel. All right, let's stop there, and then we'll see if we have time for a few more. So let's go ahead with Morgan K., and then followed by Jim A. Morgan, you are up. 
Good morning, everybody. This is Morgan Kay, recovered in Manitoba, Canada. Um, thank you, everyone, for your service. Yeah, before before I found, you know, the the twelve steps, I was the loneliest person in a room uh, full of people who I knew and who loved me. Right, like I never belonged. And then I came into the rooms and. I kept hearing my story, you know, I drink like that, I drink like that, I eat like that. And, you know, that is to me connection. And I've often heard that the opposite of addiction is connection, right? And, and I don't know if that's true, but I know that, you know, connection and the sense of belonging from hearing other people's stories by my fellows is what kept me coming back at first. Um, I had just always wanted to know what was wrong with me. And I had pursued every possible avenue to figure that out, you know, and it always got me right back to, you know, to a binge. And now that I know um, what's wrong with me or what, what is happening in my life, you know, I want to, I want to share my experience, strength and hope with God's grace so that, Others can hear their story, you know, and, and relate in. And, and the, the magic or the beauty or about it all is that it doesn't matter where I am. It doesn't matter who's in the room. I am never alone. Because through these steps, you know, I have, I have found a relationship with my higher power. And God is always with me. Um, and, yeah. I think that's it. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Morgan K. Jim A., you are up. Yes, Jim S. in Toledo. Ah, Jim S. Good morning. I'm so glad to be here today, this morning. Um, I had an experience yesterday where I proved that I drink like that or I eat like that. I just wanted to have something in the afternoon, and I was, I, I, I thought, you know, I probably shouldn't be doing this, but I did it anyway, and um, I'm going along, and it's like I hear in my spirit, you're carousing, Jim. Oh, my God, I don't want to do that. So I stopped, and I prepared for the meeting I had to go to last night. I was reading and studying, and then I thought, well, okay, I'm busy now, so I can finish what I started eating. Anyway, um, I got to the meeting. Before the meeting began, I called somebody on my list of OA people, and she said, and I told her, I said, I'm under attack right now. I'm, I'm struggling. She said, well, let me pray with you. So she did. And she prayed for the whole meeting. And I went into the meeting, and I'm thinking about what happened in the afternoon, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I just can't stop eating. And so I didn't feel like I had anything to offer. And there was a man there who called himself an ex-addict, an ex um 
abstainer. Um, and anyway, I thought, oh my God, how can I reach this guy? And and I spoke and I said, you know, I was using this afternoon, and um, and somebody said, well, you know, he's talking about something besides what we're here for. But uh, anyway, we all shared in the meeting, and at the end of the meeting, I was so, and I prayed, and I and I said, God help me. And I shared at the end of the meeting and got my message across to this guy who called himself an ex. And um, it was so good. And and I was headed in the wrong direction. I was singing that song on the way home. I was headed in the wrong direction, but I'm not headed that way anymore. And I'm I slept great last night. I woke up alert um and I'm here at the meeting and I'm recovered. And I've been talking with my sponsor and telling him I, I finally hit my bottom. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Jim S. Kristen, you are up next, followed by Nancy P. And just a reminder to everybody, page 157, fourth paragraph, uh, for an hour, ending with I drink like that. Uh, Kristen, you are up. Thank you. Uh, Good morning, everybody. My name is Kristen R. I live in Virginia, and I am a um, compulsive overeater. so I feel very much like Dodson this morning. I uh, I had a binge yesterday, and um, it sucked. It was just the I, I keep thinking, where is it going to stop? When is it going to stop? And it and it keeps going. I reached out to another fellow, and she gave me the the slap in the face that I needed. Um, I needed to wake up, and um, I just like Bill, I need I need to wake up. I need to stop, and um, I guess what I what I'm what I'm trying to say is I know there are people out there who will help me. I know there are people out there who will continually over and over and over again pick up my calls and listen to my bullshit and you know the question is like when am I finally going to admit you know that I'm a real compulsive overeater? When am I going to finally admit that I can't eat my way through the steps that I can't just say, you know, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to eat. And by the time I get to like step nine or 10, it'll be gone. You know, the compulsion will be gone and I'll be okay. Um, It doesn't work. And um, I've tried every which way um, to get rid of this monkey on my back, except admitting honestly that I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, this morning I was thinking that maybe I'm one of those unfortunates who can't be honest with herself. You know, maybe that's it. And I, I think, I think there's some truth to that. I think I haven't been honest with myself or with God or with anybody else. Um, Cause I keep trying to come up with the perfect food plan, the perfect way to work the steps, the 
perfect sponsor, the perfect me, and none of it works, and it all falls apart. And then I'm left sitting there going, I don't know what happened. I don't know. It was all, it was all set to work, and none of it worked. And, and I haven't humbled myself. I haven't humbled myself to say I am a real compulsive overeater, and I need help. Um, so I'm, I'm praying but yesterday was my deceased father's birthday. I'm praying that that's my, my anniversary date, that that's it, you know, that I can, I can go forward and I can be honest with myself and with other people and with my higher power. So thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Kristen. Uh, Nancy P., you are up, followed by Chris G. Hi, good morning. Um- Recovering in West Newton, Massachusetts. Thank you for letting me share. Uh, you know, I identify easily now, you know, but I've had my book for decades and I've had sponsors galore. And I've, it, but at the same time, I've had like a million sponsors and I've also talked to the same person on the phone five days a week for 40 years. Um, I call her my real sponsor. And the other ones, the other sponsors that I have were some of the methods I tried to get better faster. Um, And the purpose of all this identifying for me was to find something to do the work for me. But the problem that I had was that I I held all of it in contempt, contempt prior to investigation. I was a goner because of that. And I spent a long, long, long time um, in that space. Um, You know, I talk to people all the time, newcomers and old timers and whoever. I I talk to people every day. And, um, a lot of people. And, um, you know, I hear my story all the time. What I desperately need, in addition to this thing that takes care of me, is I need the other people so that I can hear my story. And, you know, newcomers tell me what they did with food and how they, they ended up in, in this meeting or other meetings or OA or whatever they, you know, wherever they, however they get to be talking to me. And they ask me if I know what I mean. And I always just say, yeah, I definitely, I definitely do. And um, what I learned is, you know, that it's the other people, that's the elixir, that's the chemistry, that's the heat that changes it from one thing to the next, you know, um, you know, from the cucumber to the pickle. It's not for me anyways, I don't know about other people, but for me, I try to use just, you know, get abstinent and do the steps. That's what I hear from people a lot. I want to get abstinent and do the steps. And that's what I wanted to do for a long time. But that didn't work for me. I put the food down, I'd get a new sponsor, I'd start working on the steps and I'd pick up again, like clockwork. And, um, you know, what I, you know, when I was, when I went through the steps with my vision sponsor, she said in Bill's story, she said, now look at Bill's story. This is where we look at our prejudices. See if you ate like Bill drank, if you think like Bill thought. And the thing that I can identify with the most in Bill's story is that 22 and a veteran of foreign wars, he, you know, he rolls up to New York ready to run vast enterprises with the utmost assurance at 22. And, um, I was kind of like that. In fact, I uh, was like that, and I can still be like that. I didn't understand that the journey itself is the destination. And, um, you know, my sponsor had me on a choke chain, like I was a mastiff, you know, some sort of a gigantic dog that, you know, I was just like always chomping, always chomping at the bit to give the mixed metaphors. You know, she had me on a choke chain. No, 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 we're not going to do it your way, Nancy P. We're going to do it this way, the way it says in the book. And when I did that, I got better. And, you know, I, when I talk to people, they say, you know, they can say, have said to me, you know, I want what you have. And I always say that it's free. It's there. Breathe the air. That's where it is. It's free. It's abundant. It's available to everybody. The only uh-huh. thing that it takes is time. 
And the only hard, hard thing to say, the only hard thing that I had to do was one thing, say it with me, surrender, surrender, surrender. That'll pass. Thanks, Nancy P. From Massachusetts, Chris G. followed by Rocky. Thank you. And thanks for uh, the uh, service and for everybody that shared. Um, so um, this paragraph, uh, the the paragraph before this uh, says, I can't understand it. And I think that's the, 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 the I can't understand it is the probably the most important words on this page. I can't understand it. Because I tried to, I, you know, I looked at the steps on the wall, you know, and I tried to understand them. I changed the first word from we to I because I was going to figure this out and it didn't work. I, I couldn't figure it out. And so uh, this paragraph says, for an hour, the two friends told them about their drinking experiences over and over. That's me. That's me. I drink like that. It's not I drink like that because. It's not I'm angry about. It's not my parents made me or they weren't good enough. Or it's not about them. It's about me. That's me. I drink like that. And and it's not about um, figuring it out. It's it's about honesty. It's about surrender. I think this this page shows us surrender. I you know it just it's just an example. It's not uh, me picking myself up by my bootstraps. It's not me being perfect. It's not me. It's God. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Great, thank you, Chris G. Rocky, followed by Rachel P. Did I hear a Rocky? That's why I was a little unsure. Okay, let's go straight to Rachel P. Good morning, this is Rachel P. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Pennsylvania. And you know, this paragraph is so important um, and echoed in other other parts of the book, of course. Um, you know, but what I was thinking as I read this or paragraph, um, one paragraph rather, um, that the, the recovered compulsive overeater is so distinct from any doctor, any parent, any aunt, any grand grandparent, right? Any friend of the family who ever told me, you know, you can lose weight if you eat less and exercise more, or you know, just do this, just do that, try this, try that, right? Even if some of those people were, you know, struggled with this, um, I never had somebody sit in front of me who, in whom the problem had been solved, and say you know, I have found a solution. And the solution is a power greater than myself. I genuinely thought when I was in this disease that I was the only one who suffered with it, which makes no sense now that I know what I know and that I'm, you know, in the rooms and and recovered. But I, I really thought that for years and years that I was suffering in this disease, that it was my problem, it was my personal problem, it was a matter of willpower. And if I just tried hard enough that I could stop. And I felt so alone in that. And then to come into these rooms and to meet people 
who not only were physically covered, but, but also spiritually recovered, you know, the light in their eyes, you know, as, as Bill des- you know, described Ebby in Bill's story, um, to see people and to hear people tell their stories of, you know, I once struggled with exactly what you have struggled with, and now I am free from that because of this solution. We are in such a unique position to be able to carry this message to people who are suffering and to offer this solution. It's so remarkable. Um, Yeah, I think that's all I have, and I'll pass it back. Great. Thank you, Rachel P. So we are about to take another list of names. And just please remember that we ask you to limit your chairs to every third day. So Vasa. Thank you. Pete, got you. Joyce S. Joyce, I may have room. I may have room for one more. So, more, I'm going to put you on the list, and we'll see what we can do. So, go right ahead, Vasa O. Thank you. Good morning, Barbara, for your service and everybody's service this morning. Vasa, grateful recover compulsive Ovita, calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts, and I love this paragraph here, and that's where I was. I tried to put the food down for many, many, many years. And Boga, why why can't I do it? And it's not like myself trying to put the food down. I have friends of mine too. But I always picked it up. No matter, no matter, I I could put maybe a few days on, you know, being abstinent. This is before I came to the programs. And, but I always went back to it. And uh, I, you know, I'm so grateful, you know, for myself. I had hit bottom. There was nothing more left out there. And Ab, and God put Abby in my life. And uh, that she had been in the program for, you know, a few years. And she shared her experience, strength, and hope with me. And she said, it's working for me and it's going to work for you. And I just felt like it was like a promise. You know, Vasa, it's working for me, and it's going to work for you if you do what I've been doing, you know, this few years. And it gave me so much hope. And I said, okay. You know, she took me to my first meeting, and I felt at home for the first time. I could identify with these people. You know, they were doing, you know, they they found the solution. Well, some of us are still, some of people are still in it, still looking for it. But as long as we keep coming, keep coming back, keep coming back, it's going to happen. And for me to find out about the allergy of the body, I, I never knew that. I never knew that, the, the obsession of the mind. And, uh, and, they, and my sponsor said, the only way we can get this if we surrender to a power greater than ourselves and commit to the programs, the 12-step program. So, yeah, that was me. I took that little test, you know, that we take uh, if we are compulsive overeaters. And on every one of them, I, I tested, yes, yes, that's where I am, you know. I got 100 for the first time in my lifetime. And, yes, I was ready and willing to surrender to a power greater than myself because I didn't want to die. So it's do I want to die or do I want to live? I decided I wanted to live, and I, and I committed myself to a higher power and my sponsor and myself to do whatever it takes not to go back to the food. 
And now I, my Abby, and I try to be Abby to other people's lives. And I'm just so grateful. I, you know, I've been in it for years, and I, my life has never been so much better. Yes, there have been tra- tragedies happening in my life, but I'm being abstinent, and thank you very much. And I have a higher power that's getting me through all this. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa. Oh, Pete B., you are up, followed by Joyce. Uh, thanks, moderator, for taking the meeting. My name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive overeater, and I'm recovered today by God's grace and mercy. I'm in Pennsylvania. And, you know, it, it, based on my experience and participation in Overeaters Anonymous, there's just sometimes there's things that come up in this book that I just find completely unbelievable. And, you know, this paragraph is one of them. You know, for an hour, two friends told him about their drinking experience. I can't believe that two compulsive readers went and talked to somebody about their experience and didn't mention, I, it just, it blows my mind, you know, based on my experience, it seems to be one of the things we just talk about consistently in every meeting. You know, it, 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 you see, what, what this is telling us, again, because it tells us in working with others about what we're supposed to be doing when we meet with someone new. We talk about our experience eating. They're drinking experience. They're not presenting a solution to this person. You know, we're really gung-ho on selling the solution. You know, this is how, look how wonderful it's going to be. You're going to get to get a sponsor and follow these rules and do these things. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. Our job is to sell the individual, and sell is not really the right word, but we're to convince the individual of the hopelessness of the condition. Not of the virtue, not on the virtues of how great things are going to be, because until we buy the hopelessness of what we have, the condition will always be elusive. The condition, I'm, I'm sorry, the solution will always be elusive, because we're going to always negotiate our way out of it. Our disease is going to get us to negotiate our way out of this, of, the, of what we have to believe we are in order to overcome it. And get the individual to relate to that experience. You know, last week, I, I, I'm really grateful. Like, I put out there that there were things in this book that I didn't understand. And it talk, you know, one of the things that I didn't understand is why people say this is we program. And somebody pointed out how in the steps it says that we are. And that was super, super helpful, right? Like, we, we came to believe that a power greater ourselves can restore us to sanity. So I guess, you know, that, that, was, that implies that. That, that that means it's a we program. So, okay, all right, I guess, that, I guess that's the case, right? But here's what I know. Here's what I know is that we never got one person sober. We never got one person abstinent. We are human power, and no human power can overcome this illness. No human power is going to get me to the state of being that I need to be in to walk victorious over this condition, to actually be recovered. There is one that has all power. We say it every day, and that one is God. May you find him now, and there's no need to soften that message. But most importantly, in this first experience that someone knew, we need to sell them on the hopelessness and convince us of the hopelessness of this condition before we do anything else. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Pete B. So, Joyce, you are up, and Maura, we may have a minute or two for you. Hi, good morning. Thank you to everyone for your service today. My name is Joyce S. Uh, coming to the meeting from out of Southern Maryland. 
I'm very, 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 very new to all of this. I think this is me going into my second week of attending the meetings. Uh, thank you to everyone for outreach as well. It's been very lovely. This paragraph is probably one of the reasons that um, this time, it's not the first time I stepped into an OA room, but it's the first time I stepped back into an OA room or stepped into it again. So the hearing the story over and over again, uh, for me, there's a lot of shame in struggling with my eating and compulsive behaviors in general for some 30 years at this point since I was a little kid. Um, and uh, honestly, I just kind of, recently felt at the bottom of the barrel, like hopeless, helpless, and like whatnot. And I just thought, like, I need something that's actually going to stick and that's going to get at the root of the root and the butt of the bud, some poetry says. Um, I'm worried about failing. I'm worried about, you know, trying to respond or wasting time and all that. I'm worried about disappointment. But the one thing I can do for right now is keep coming back. And every day that I come, I hear the story, I did this, I behave like that, I behave like that, I behave like that. Every single day I'm able to say that. So in that way, I do feel um, like at home or in the right place or on the right track because between all the shares, no matter how long folks here have been in the program, I just identify, I hear the story, I hear my story, I go back and I reflect some more. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm scared, I'm nervous, but I keep coming back. Uh, And just thank you to everybody. I really appreciate it. With that, I pass. Thank you, Joyce S. And Maura Z, we do have two minutes. Would you like that? Thank you, moderator. This is Maura Z, and I'm so very gratefully recovered in Virginia. And this reminds me of my very first OA meeting that was actually a newcomer's meeting. And I was the only one there um, beside the gal that was leading it. And for about a half an hour, she sat there and she told my story to details that were absolutely mind-boggling. I sat there and I bawled like a baby because I finally found that there was another human being on this planet who understood exactly what it was that I'd been trying to do for 30-some-odd years. And that was such a gift. She absolutely did the right thing. She told me of the, the absolute powerlessness that I have by myself over this disease, that um, she did the things that I did on a regular basis, and yet she found Um, it was probably the most important half hour of my life because it introduced me to OA and the power that lies within this program the power that relies that lies within this program that brought me to a higher power. And that's been the saving grace. That the OA program brought me to the 12 steps and the 12 steps brought me to God. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Maura Z. And thank you. I want to thank everyone. 
um, who shared. Please join us, and those who didn't share as well, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. So the share ID for today's meeting, if you want to re-listen, today is Wednesday, October 4th, and the share ID for this meeting that just finished is 20713. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Vanessa G, oh, I'm sorry, will Chris G read that closing for us? Thank you. Yes, I will. And thank you, everybody. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great things will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.